if you looked at books or magazines, everybody was beautiful and everybody was an Olympic athlete, right? Nobody did I look at and say, wow, that could be me, that, that they were just unobtainable. So I really wanted to show people that this is where people start and you can start and get what you want. It doesn't happen overnight. You didn't lose the weight or become out of shape in three months. You're not going to get fit in three months. And I'm adoption of a new lifestyle, a new life choice to get the body you want so that you can function in life what you want to do. Play with your kids, throw a football, go run a 5k, whatever it is you want to do. Are you done with being that pregnant or postpartum mom in the gym who is always stuck on the sidelines feeling horrible, saying, how come no one ever told me this? Are you ready to finally say no to a mom life filled with excess weight, injury, overwhelm, and fatigue? Then health is here. Welcome to the Strong Moms Fitness Podcast, where we dive deep into the information you need to be the strongest woman in and out of the gym, even if you are a mom. If you are done going through your pregnancy or postpartum fitness journey clueless and unprepared, if you are ready to commit and say yes to being that badass fit mom who is shredded and stronger than before the baby, well, listen up. Because this is where we talk about all of the things your doctor or trainer never told you about, so that you can achieve the body you want and take your athletic strength and performance to the next level. Get ready, because here's your host, Daisy Bravo. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Strong Moms Fitness Podcast. And I'm really excited today because I have... Um, an amazing author on the show today. There are a zillions, millions, quadrillions of fitness books out there in the market. But what I like and what is so different about Vanessa's book is it really takes fitness and health with you throughout every stage of your life. It's, you know, it's not the book if you are trying to starve yourself and and lose weight, it is a book for lifetime health and wellness. And I think it should be something on everyone's nightstand. There's just so many amazing things that you can take away from this book that are going to be something that you can take away and use for the rest of your life. Even if as you, you know get older, uh, you can't do certain things anymore. This book will just help you keep active uh, forever. So really like this book. I couldn't speak more highly of it. I really want to bring Vanessa on the show so she can chat about it a little bit more and explain it better than I can. Just a little bit about Vanessa. She lives and works her truth every day. And it is so true. She is 55, phenomenal shape. Her muscle tone is Primo, guys. She is an avid runner. If you're watching on YouTube, she has like a million pairs of running shoes behind her. I think she is a shoe addict, which I can definitely relate. Vanessa works and lives her truth every day. And she does so with each and every client that she works with. Some days she would rather be unmotivated. Now, just like the rest of us, some days she would rather be the unmotivated, overweight 10-year-old sitting on the couch eating candy, but deep down, she can't because she wants better for herself and because she wants to show her clients and you that with a little belief and a shift in attitude, you don't have to be stuck in a body that makes you uncomfortable. 
So with a warm welcome, I want to bring Vanessa on the show today. Vanessa, thank you. And I want to welcome you to the Strong Moms Fitness Podcast. It is an honor to have you on the show today. And I want you to just start out by, you know, explaining who you are, what you do, and how you got to where you are today. Sure. Thanks for having me. It's really a pleasure. And I think this mom thing is such an interesting topic for a lot of reasons. Women tried to do it all. When I was, I'm very old compared to you, I'm 55. When I was in, you know, in the 70s and 80s, we thought women could do everything and they could have their jobs full time and they could have all these kids and they could have the social life. There was not enough hours in the day, let's be honest, right, of how you really do things and what your priorities in life are. But without your health, there's absolutely no priorities and no mental health happens without physical health. If your body is just a mess and you're in pain all the time, then mentally you're unhappy. So I've worked with lots of moms a lot. I've worked with three women literally the day before they give birth. I've helped women who were obese lose the weight before they give birth. And what I really love helping is women afterwards, even when it's years afterwards, to get their pelvic floor to work again so that they can actually have a great life without having to wear pads or depends or whatever else. And really understanding how that pelvic floor works for the urinary tract and to have everything in life just work better for them and don't feel like they're always just going to be this mom bod. It doesn't have to happen that way. Awesome. I do love that. And uh, you recently have released a new book. And I would love for you to share a bit about your book. And of course, just like the many amount of shoes behind you, <laughs> there are zillions of zillions. fitness books out there. How is your book different from others? What do we get? And what was your overall inspiration for the book? So my book is called It's Your Body, Move It, Love It, Live. And it's very different. I'm not, it's not about here's a program. This is what you follow. What I actually do is the beginning to talk about myself and how I got to where I became a personal trainer and in the fitness world. And I show different examples of clients. I've changed clients' names, but I give their story of how they started. And I'm very honest. There is a suicide talk. There's obesity talk. There's you know guys who are just completely worn out and on six medications. There are 70-year-olds in wheelchairs that I got out of wheelchairs. So the book is broken into the different kinds of clients I have and how I help them get the body that they want out of pain that they can enjoy life in. So that's the difference. When I was a kid and I was really overweight, if you looked at books then or magazines, everybody was beautiful and everybody was an Olympic athlete, right? Nobody did I look at and say, wow, that could be me. That They were just unobtainable. So I really wanted to show people that this is where people start and you can start and get what you want. It doesn't happen overnight. You didn't lose the weight or become out of shape in three months. You're not going to get fit in three months. And I'm very honest with how long this takes and how it's the adoption of a new lifestyle, a new life choice to get the body you want so that you can function in life, which you want to do, play with your kids, throw a football, go run a 5k, whatever it is you want to do. I structured the program to the person. There are also, of course, normal things, drinking water and a diet that's not full of processed food. But how do you do that in a life? For me, I am not a big going out to dinner person at night, but some people are. And if that's your thing, restructure your food program so that you figure out how to do that successfully. If Sunday pasta dinners with your family or something, then we have to figure out your lifestyle to make that work. Because otherwise, you will feel resentment. 
if you have to give things up. And this is not, life is not to be full of resentment and pain. In my opinion, we want to actually live. I really love that a lot of programs are very cookie cutter and you have this whole no list that you have to oh, follow. And it doesn't take into consideration life and right. we don't live in a vacuum or a box. Mm -hmm. There are situations where we're going to parties. There's cake's going to happen sometime. Pizza is going to be the only option and you go to a baseball game. You don't really have too many options there. So I really like the idea of having some flexibility and sure for 90% yep. of our life. Yes, we do follow clean eating and we keep on the regular with our exercises, but I do like that you take into account people's lives and those up and down factors that are either one, we want because we love them and we don't want to be deprived or two, we have to have that flexibility in life to be a little more resilient. And then I find that once we're so regimented and we eat something bad, then we punish ourselves. And then I think that almost gets us off the wagon. And it does. It sets us up for failure. So I really love that. And now, a lot of my audience, even though they're pregnant and postpartum, a lot of them have, you know, been in fitness their whole lives and they cherish fitness. That maybe is their identity, for lack of a mm -hmm. better word. That's who mm -hmm. they see themselves as. But someone can be skinny. Someone mm -hmm. can be ripped and, mm -hmm. you know, buff, but they're not actually healthy. Correct. How can we start to, especially as we turn into grownups and we realize we can't just go to the gym and then eat McDonald's every day. That's not right. health. How can we start to admit this to ourselves and really start to make the change in the right direction to have the goal for health as opposed to, hey, I'm looking ripped in the mirror today, changing that sort of goal or mentality when it comes to... Well, I do think that's really an interesting topic because you do see people that eat junk food and go to the gym. We all have women friends that starve themselves to death. That's very common. I, I used to have women that would come in and say they didn't eat for a day or two. And I'd be like, what? That must make you feel nauseous. Yes, but I needed to lose weight to go to this whatever or living on white wine and coffee. So to do the extreme things and you have to realize with yourself is if I do this extreme thing, if I eat a, three bags of M&Ms, it's all I ate all day long. How do I actually physically feel? What am I feeling? Am I nauseous? Am I having the highs and lows of the sugar content, which is huge in our mental state? So if that's really what you're doing, does that feel good? Food should make you feel good. If I'm running a half marathon tomorrow, I structure my food today for what I'm doing tomorrow. So I'm not going to eat two pounds of you know, filet mignon for dinner because it will not digest and I will just feel incredibly heavy on that half marathon in the morning. So my food is structured to what I'm going to do in life. And I think that if you want to have that clean, radiant skin, if you want to have that energy, you can't be eating huge amounts of processed food and sugar. It doesn't do anybody any good. So really think a little bit, not for a lot, because you want to have that piece of cake and enjoy it, but it may be three little tiny bites you're eating that piece of cake and not half the cake. Had too much to eat and gone to bed to sleep, like their body's wiped out because it has to digest. Physically, that's not a great thing. So don't do it, right? Be honest with yourself, which is the hardest thing to do, is to be honest with how you actually feel after you eat. That's pretty cool. 
And, and, and you, you hit the nail on the head. Someone that looks skinnier looks healthy to someone that maybe it's not necessarily true. We really have to start thinking differently, especially as moms. It's important to start thinking about long-term health and longevity so you can be there for your kids so that you can be energized and agile yeah. and roll with the punches that come with kids. <laughs> and I think that every mother wants to be able to play with their kids. And I think one of the things that you forget is you're trying to do the dishes and you're doing the laundry, all that stuff. You want to be able to physically pick up your 60 and 70 pound child without a problem. And if your back isn't strong enough, you can't do it. And you don't want to be the mom who can't go. You want to be the cool mom who can go out and play basketball and spiral a football to your kid. That's the mom you want to be. I've never met a mom who didn't want to be that mom. No matter what she said in the beginning, every time I brought a mom along, I said, you have a son. Let's go spiral a football. Oh, no, it's okay. Really? Don't you want to be that mom? And they all do, right? It's because we're scared to try new things. Because I work with clients one-on-one, -on -one, that embarrassment factor is gone. We can figure out how to get you to do what you want to do. If you want to learn how to shoot a basketball or whatever it is you're going to do with your kids. Because then when you do it with your kids, you're also instilling in them the fitness and healthy phase of life and not eating junk food. So much of our food is put to the kids. They eat the kinds of food that we would just, we're just horrified at. And they, they crave it because they see advertisements, because their friends have it, because it's done in some weird technicolor. I don't know what some of these Doritos and all these um, chip things are all done in these bizarre colors to get these kids' attention. And we know if you get a kid hooked on that stuff as a child, they will eat it through adulthood. So we really need the moms and the dads to work with the kids to bring them up differently so that they live healthy lifestyles also. Very important. I definitely agree with you. And in your book, you touched upon pain. And pain is a huge and busy block for a lot of people. Now, what does pain have to do with physical and emotional fitness? And can that also be applied to our audience of pregnant and newly postpartum women? Sure. So every client I've ever worked with has been in pain, every one of them. And it's interesting when you say, so tell me what hurts. Nothing, everything's fine. Oh, maybe I got a little shoulder injury. I, my back sometimes goes out. Yeah, my hip has never really rotated well. And we learn to deal with small amounts of pain. The most amazing thing I think about mothers is that every mother, especially the first time she's walked in, maybe two months, three months, four months after giving birth, is in shock that her entire insides feel like they're falling out all day, every day. And every one of them will say, even though they have sisters and mothers and aunts, why did nobody tell me it was going to be like this? Because nobody said, you really need to work on that pelvic floor before you give birth to be as strong as possible. So after you give birth, you can, you can flip back quickly, quicker. So this is why it's so important. And I love taking women on when they're like three or four months pregnant, because it's right after the nausea phase, depending on what's happening with them. And we can make them as strong as possible through their entire core so they can have a great, easy pregnancy. And so, so the stronger your muscles are in your abdomen and in your core, the faster you will give birth and the easier your pregnancy is going to be to actually deliver. And then you bounce back. But if you end up having to not do anything because you don't feel well or you just get too, I think the weight thing of, I think it's really interesting how doctors can be so rigid on the weight of what a mother should gain. I think it's a very strange thing. I had a woman come in tears because she'd gained like 30 pounds and she was at six months and her doctor was like, no, you shouldn't gain more than 23. And I'm like, how is 23 a magic number for every woman, whether they're five foot one or six foot? And what is that? I mean, you've, she didn't look unhealthy at all. 
There was no, nothing in her blood work was showing unhealthy, none of her urine was, but this doctor had that regiment, which was very strange. But she had become very sedentary, which was now creating more issues. And she was very uncomfortable in her pregnancy. So we just needed to get working easily and moving easily and putting a little movement into her daily life so that she was now just functioning better. And she started to feel better because she was starting to get that six month, oh my God, I'm so big and it's never going to end feeling. And so it really helped her get along. And then like we worked literally the day before she gave birth. It was completely hysterical. I'm like, aren't we coming, popping out soon? And she goes, we're going to induce in a week if I don't start to give birth. And literally the next day, her husband called and goes, guess what? She's in the hospital. And she gave birth in six hours. It was fantastic. It was our first child. It's quick and minimal problems afterwards. Awesome. And I, I love that you had mentioned with this particular client, her being uncomfortable or in pain throughout her pregnancy. And it doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing. It could just be a little bit of movement that makes the world of difference. You don't have to be lifting anything heavy. You don't have to do anything that puts any strain on your back. But something as simple as, as walking and a few, mm-hmm. you know, core and pelvic floor yep. strength. If you're in pain, that goes such a long way. And a lot of us get discouraged by it. And then we just put, you know, absolutely everything on the shelf. And that's a really an important lesson. So I really want to thank you for, for bringing that yeah. up. And of course, there's some situations where Someone is on bed rest and it's medically Mm -hmm. necessary, but a little bit of something definitely is important. So I want to thank you about bringing that up there. And I also wanted to jump in to talk about another one of your chapters in your book that is called Honesty is Hard, Being Human is Hard. That like jumped out at me. (laughs) And I want you to chat about that chapter and what work is done for the reader in that chapter. So I think this is really interesting. When a client first walks into my studio, and all my people now usually come by referral to me, it's super interesting. They'll come in and they'll say something. And then two or three weeks later, that expanded upon as they get more comfortable with me. And then by the fourth or fifth week, we're completely in a different zone. Now it's the complete honesty. And it's, I eat more than I ever said I did. I exercise less. Yeah, I'm taking a couple of prescription meds. So we try to mask in this world we want to cover up every blemish of our world. I like showing my faults. I think it's hysterical. I think it's very funny. It's who I am personally. But most people don't feel comfortable doing that. So they want to hide everything and look like everything's fine. I guess it's that word. Everything's fine. I'm okay. Especially mothers. I'm good. I can handle this. I don't need any help. Things are great. It's not the truth. So get honest with yourself and write it down. So when people first start, especially if they need to lose weight, I'm not making any judgment on what you write. I don't even want you to look at it. I just want you to write down everything that you eat. So I can take a look at where your highs and lows are sugar-wise. So I can figure out how I'm going to structure your day of eating and what we're going to do. And so this is a very interesting thing to do because everybody says, I didn't realize I ate that many times a day, that much a day. And this is, we're all this way, right? We try to say, oh, it wasn't no big deal or I forgot, it wasn't important. So getting honest with yourself, and then getting honest of what you really want. People are scared to admit what they really want in life. And if I don't know what you really want, if you really want a tiny waist, we can do it. But if you don't say it to me, and I'm more, because my personal thing is to get your back stronger, then I could be working in the wrong direction. So if you come to me and you say, I really want a small waist, hey, let's work on that. We can do that if we get the weight off of you and get everything else going first. If that's what you want. Some women want to be really strong. Somebody want, they want arms with definition. Let's do that. But be honest with yourself and with your personal trainer or whoever you're working with of what you want. 
And let's talk about what it'll take to get there. So if you come to me and say, I want to run a marathon. Okay, great. You say you're running 15, 20 miles a week. Understand to run a marathon at the end, we're going to get to 70 miles a week for three weeks. Do you have the time to do that? And this is hard for everyone who's not a marathoner to realize how much time, because every hour that you run, you need another hour to be taking more sleep, to be eating better, taking care of your clothes, your shoes. That's time away from your family. Do you have that kind of time and energy? And if you don't, let's be honest about it. Maybe going for a half marathon is better. Maybe we can try to win an age group and a half instead takes less time in the week, all that kind of stuff. So being honest with yourself so you don't set yourself up to fail, right? Because if you set up yourself to fail, then you won't start again. So always try to get it where it's very reasonable. Very cool. I like that. And I wanted to get a little deeper here and talk about the emotional commitment aspect, the commitment to becoming your best self. What should that look like? I'm sure a lot of people come in and maybe they have an idea of what they want to look on the outside, but how do we start to make that emotional commitment? So this is an emotional commitment to yourself. And this is really hard. A lot of times, and I haven't done it because I just don't seem to need to, but people will do it for other people. I want to get thinner because my boyfriend made a joke about my stomach or whatever it may be. And I I hate that. It really bothers me when women come in, and it's always been women who come in and they're doing this because their boyfriend or husband wants them to get thinner or look better or do something. They haven't emotionally decided that this is something they want, which means we will fail over and over again. So if you emotionally don't want to be fit, then I have no reason to help you. And if you think that you aren't strong enough to do it, then I can help you because we'll just do it in small enough increments. I never, ever have ever given an account to a client they could not do. So if we're starting an exercise, if we're going running together, whatever it may be, Whatever I know you're comfortable with, say if I know you're comfortable at a 12-minute mile, then maybe one of those three miles we run, I'm going to run you down to a 10 and a half for a little And then for long enough that it feels like it's hard, but not impossible. And at the end, we say, hey, guess what you just did? And it's shocking because now you achieve something you didn't think you could really do. So if we're lifting some weights and the normal reps would be 20 or 30, I never give a count in the beginning. I wait till people start to wear out and then I give them about another 10 or 20% past that. Then you're pushing your body a little past your comfort zone and mentally you just achieve more than you thought you could do. So that's my way of working out myself and with my clients, which makes people feel happy when they leave. So if you ever work out or run or do anything and you feel exhausted and beat up at the end, wow, why would you want to do that again? That's not the way you should feel when you work out. Love that. That's pretty awesome. And um, I wanted to, you know, go back to your book again, because okay. <laughs> I think everyone should get your book. It's, it's Thank great. You. you write that uh, we lie to avoid the pain of the truth. Now, what lies or excuses do you think specifically pregnant and postpartum women tend to tell themselves? And what truths uh, are they really trying to avoid? So, Pregnant women, a lot of times, are trying to lie and say they haven't gained that much weight. They're not that unhealthy. I still exercise at least 20 or 30 minutes a day when they don't. And it's because this is that regiment that has been given to them either in a book or through their doctor and a piece of paper that says, this is what you should do every day. Instead of 
actually discussing it, saying, okay, so you know what? Saturdays, I have a spare hour in the morning before my husband gets up and the kids get up. I have an hour to go take a walk by myself and say, okay, fine. You don't have that on Fridays because the kids are busy with after school stuff. We put it all to Saturday. Don't make things rigid. Make it so it's adjustable to you. So you don't have to lie to yourself or to others. Don't have to go to the doctor. I think doctors are so weird now. We go to the doctor. What do you get? 12 minutes? So you don't understand a thing he has said. You don't know what's going on. And you're out of there and you went, okay, now what? So really have questions lined up for your doctor before you go in and understand what you're going to do. So that if he's giving you something that you cannot do, that seems unrealistic, say it to him or her. Say, this is not realistic how I live my life. And then you can go forward and be honest. Otherwise, we just start this, this lying back and forth. And then there's, it's like an accusation thing. The doctor looks and goes, have you been doing your walks for half an hour every day? No, people won't say that because they feel like they failed. So don't set yourself up for failure. Very cool. Awesome. And I really like that you hit the nail on the head. But you also posted an interesting question in your book that people take such good care of their possessions. And it made me make some comparisons to moms who get over consumed by their job as a mom. They let that take over everything and they find that they don't have time for themselves and to take care of their own bodies. Do you see parallels with that when it and comes to moms? It's so common, right? So we've got the kids dressed, ready to go, and mom's got a stained shirt on and she's exhausted. So then what? So I always try so hard to get families to do things together, to exercise together and to cook together, which I think is such an interesting thing. Besides the fact that you get quality time with your family, you're actually teaching everyone good habits. We have created a society in the United States that everything we do is around food. We have birthday cake and pizza at your birthday party and Thanksgiving turkey, all these things. So how do we create it to be healthy and not unhealthy? We do it by cooking together. Maybe we go and play tennis together as a family instead of just sitting around eating pizza and watching football. So now we've created a thing together that moms can get fit with their kids and instilling that exercise in them. And then the kid realizes also mom's priority is to exercise. So mine should be too. So a lot of times, especially with mothers who run, I always say your son would love to ride his bike next to you and carry water for you because now he feels part of helping mother exercise, which is huge. And I've never seen a kid go, oh, no, I'm staying home. Taking the bike out, I'm going to help mom. Mom, you're not running fast enough. It's hysterical. It works out really well. And it's a bonding moment because now we're helping each other be better people. Like you can almost think of your kids as... uh fitness equipment or something. Yeah. Yeah. My little SAG support. They're taking care of me. I love that. Now, Vanessa, I really thank you for coming on the show today and using the foundation of your book to apply to the the pregnant and postpartum mom. It's important here that we can start seeing things out in our environment and apply them to our current situation. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. And I would love for you to take the time to chat about how you work with people And how do you approach working with a new client once they get in your sphere? So when a new client comes in, I am 190% honest. And I say, you might not like me. I might not like you. We're going to spend two hours, three hours a week together, one-on-one. If you don't like me, cool. There's no hard feelings, nothing. I don't care about that. So you come in while you're warming up and I'm putting you through some warm-up exercises. I'm looking for the imbalances of your body that you don't even know you have. And it's super common that somebody like leans to the right or leans to the left and they turn that foot out. 
because I turned that foot out, that hip is always screwed up. And so is the knee and the back's crooked. So I can see that immediately with somebody. I do not have people work out in front of a mirror for a reason. I want them to feel their body. I'll show them in front of the large mirror. Okay, so here's what I'm looking at. Here's what I think we should work on. What do you think? So that you're part of the discussion. It's not what I want you to look like. And then the person usually says, at this point, yeah, my hip always hurts and that hurts. I never really realized how crooked I was. Let's fix that posture. Let's fix that and get this you know, working again. So I try to do it that way. And then we go do some cardio for a while, 15, 20 minutes, whatever it may be. Everybody, I don't care if you're an 88-year-old client of mine or if you're a 12-year-old client of mine, everybody does some kind of jumping exercises. Why? Because it makes your pelvic floor contract and get strong. And this is what people stop doing. But jumping makes good, strong pelvic muscles and great, strong bones. So even like my 88-year-old guy that comes to see me, we do little jumping exercises where he's leaning on a bar because I want that on his muscles. And it's fantastic. Women get scared to do this because they're going to urinate. They're going to, and so I said, guess what? I don't care what you do here. Wear a pad here. Do whatever it takes. We're going to get you where you need to be so that you can function and not feel self-conscious about this. We are beautiful human beings. Let's do that. Let's make this work. So that's happening with everybody. It's really interesting how scared people in their 40s and 50s can even get because they never jump anymore. When your little kids are jumping around all day, every day, they want to get on things and jump off, right? We stop the play. That is play and it's joyful to use your body. I want people to realize it's joyful to use their bodies. That's how my structure works. I do 15, 20 minutes of cardio, weight work. And of course, there's always mat work to try to work on that core and make it as strong as possible. I love that. And do you do exclusively in person or do you do anything online? Yeah. And I do in person in my studio, of course, here in San Jose, but I also have many clients online that will do a half an hour personal discussion. And I give you a whole workout for the week. And I have a, an app that I follow that, that I follow what you're doing on and tell you what to do. And you can question me all the time. And of course I do live workout videos and all that kind of stuff too. So I think it's really a very different climate now. And so when I've given a remote client and something to do for the week, I don't expect you to do this on Tuesday and this on Wednesday. I say, so here's, if you're going to be with me one day that we're doing whatever you want to do on my videos or whatever you're doing with me, four other days of the week, whatever four days you want to do that you work out, you figure out how to fit those four days in. Five days of exercise a week is fine for anybody. Everyone can fit that in. One hour a day is 4% of your day. That's it. So if you can't find that four days, we got a problem, right? So let's figure that out. Now, maybe you say, I can't, I have to read this. I have to do whatever. I don't know. You can sit on a bike. So figure out how you want to get it done and make that a priority and without destroying your family life or whatever else. So it's always that figuring out where it balances in for you. Well, you sound like a busy lady. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Awesome. So where can we find you and stalk you online? If <laughs> sure. Uh, Fitness-23.com lead you to all of my social media and everything that I do. I'm actually a regular runner on a regular basis and I have a run club on Strava, but fitness-23.com, you could buy the book. You could go to Amazon and buy the book or Barnes and Noble or bookmark on targets, even there on target. So anywhere you can find the book, you can buy it from me. If you want an autographed copy off my website and on Instagram and Facebook, train with V fitness 23, you can find me, but the run club, we see each other at races all around the United States. It's fantastic. We just had a 5k here in San Jose this morning. We have a half marathon tomorrow and I practice what I preach. I won my age group today in the 5k. So I I'm a big believer in, I want to show people, this is what I do. 
I'm not, I'm not eating a two pound steak. I'm 55 and I'm in the best shape of my life. And you can do this also. And it doesn't have to be completely consuming of your life. It can be just making your life better. So that's the way I focus. Love that. Vanessa, thanks again for joining me on the Strong Moms Fitness Podcast. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. It was a pleasure. All right. Wasn't that amazing? Having Vanessa on was so fun. She is definitely an expert and I really encourage you to grab her book. It is a book that you can use lifelong. So as you go through phases of life, that book will be there to keep you going. It's not a generic fitness book. It's really about lifelong fitness and it's going to grow with you. So definitely go and check out Vanessa's book. And I do want to remind the moms, the women that are struggling with leakage, diastasis, things like prolapse. If you are someone that is struggling with that mom pooch abdominal separation, diastasis, and you want to start strengthening that core and that pelvic floor so that you can get back to the gym safely without injury, I want you to go and check out flatabsafterbaby.com. It is my newest ebook slash 12-week workout plan. It is going to help you flatten those abs. You're going to do a lot of core work, some pelvic floor work, and it's really going to start the process to bulletproof your body after baby. Definitely check that out. Thanks again, guys, for listening to me today. And I look forward to chatting with you soon on the next episode of the Strong Moms Fitness Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And we look forward to seeing you next time on the Strong Moms Fitness Podcast. Now remember, go subscribe so that you are the first to know as soon as new episodes drop. Also, be sure you don't miss out on your chance to win a free program of your choice from Strong Moms Fitness. All you have to do is leave a five-star review, screenshot it before you submit and send it to daisy at strongmomsfitness.com. Your review helps other people find our show. And as a thank you, once a month, we choose the review that makes us all warm and tingly inside and award that lucky lady a free program of their choice. So do it now. It could be you. See you next time, you badass mom, you.